she went to. What? Hey. Hello. <laughs> what? Hey. You're not going to believe what I did, okay? This is how ditzy I am. And this is going on a day three of this. I don't know what's happening to me. <sighs> so I knew that, you know, we're going to be a little delayed today. I'm like, okay, no big deal. So I start going on doing my thing. Well, when I start going on doing my thing, I kind of forget about other things. And I forget about us. Okay, and I, I jump in my car and I'm on the way and I'm like, oh, Stacy! <laughs> <laughs> so we are coming from the killer cam today. Okay, the, the what? <laughs> oh, the killer cam. <laughs> I have a camera. Yeah. I have a Camry, so, oh, my God, I did. I told driving down the road, I'm like, Stacy! <laughs> oh, my God. And this is the third day of me being a complete just ditz in a fog, forgetting things, not knowing what I was doing, going into a room, forgetting what I was going to get, like, shit. We can reschedule it if you, like, if you're... <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just saying, we're coming oh. from the killer cam today. Uh, I, I hope it's in the clear. It, it's, it's kind of tinny, but I mean, I can understand you. That's, that's the only reason I was like, what? When you answered, I was just like, this doesn't sound right. Oh. What is that? It, it means going no, in it's and like, out? it's like tinny, like it sounds like you're in a, like a tin can. Oh, oh, I never heard that before. <laughs> that might be that might be white person speak. <laughs> uh, okay, got it. I'm a book. That's on my notes now. I know you sound kind of titty. <laughs> okay, got it. Well, it just it sounds really bad. I can we can do it, you know, later. I don't want it to sound bad, but does it sound no. bad? I mean, I don't think it sounds bad. It just it sounds like you're in a car. Like you know, it sounds like exactly like that. So. Okay, well, that is true. Okay. <laughs> so, tell me more about this topic oh. today. I kind of, I, I was like, I didn't reply yesterday because I spaced out. Like, just forgive me. I have to say forgive me for this whole week because it doesn't look so good. Like, it, it doesn't look like it's changed. No, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. Like, I don't know how many times that you've, like, hit me up on Messenger and been like, hey, are we on for tomorrow? And I'm like, shit. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> so bad. I, I, I don't want to be this person, though. That's I think that's what bothers me. I want to be the person who's on their shit all the time. I like being on yeah, my shit. I'm just not that person. I at least that When you said that, I was like, I'd so do that. Like, I would so plan to do something with someone and then just, for, and just forget, like, seconds later. I, I am that person, too. <laughs> Within a 15-minute time span. Like, what the hell is wrong with you, girl? Oh, my God. You know, you know what I'm notorious for doing? And it makes me so mad when I tell you that I do this. It makes me so pissed that I can't stop doing it because I know I'm doing it, but I can't stop. Is that if I have an appointment at, say, like, 10 o'clock, my brain will go, okay, you have your appointment at 10 o'clock. And then seconds later, it'll go, you need to leave by 10. I can't, I, I don't know why, and I do it all the time. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm such a better person when it comes to 
work than I am my personal life. Like I can, I'm, I'm balls to the walls. I'm the person you want at every single job. Do you understand? Like I'm going to do what I got to do and I'm going to do right. it to the fullest. Now transfer that to my home personal life. And I'm like, what happens? What happens in position? What gets lost? You know, I'm, I'm the same way. I am like when it comes to work stuff, I'm, I'm on top of it. I'm on point. I'm who you want. But when it comes to me, I don't know why I can't do not do that. I don't know why I can't. Con- I just, and I'll do it over and over in my head. Like, don't forget your, because I know I do that. So I'll say to myself, don't forget your appointments at 10. And then I'll be like, I got to get ready and leave by 10. Like, I don't know how many times I've done it, but I've gotten to the point where I'll set alarms in my phone that say your appointments at 10, you have to leave at 930. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe it's like once we, we, you know, we give all we can in our work, our work stuff. And then you go home and you're like, shit, I'm not going to pay for this. <laughs> I got to pay somebody for this. That's not fair. I don't want to do that. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I can't not okay. do it. I don't know. So, um, but okay. So what we were going to talk about today was, uh, what in the hell is that sound? <laughs> Oh my god, it's like a like you know little Honda that sound like <laughs> yes. bumblebees. I don't Yeah, you thought it was cool when you were like sixteen, but now that you're forty it's like shut the yes. hell up. Oh that's great. <laughs> oh I love that that came on. Yeah, no, we're definitely keeping this podcast just like it is. That's great. <laughs> oh yeah, there's gonna be lots of randoms in here. <laughs> So we were talking about um, what we grew up with uh, as like beauty expectations, like uh, depending upon like who your friends were, who your family was, your skin color, your ethnicity, your uh, your parents, like just everybody had something different. Everybody had different expectations and the different times that you grew up in would make, you know, all the difference in the world, too. So um, we were just going to talk about what we what we felt we had to do to fit in or to to be pretty or accepted I guess I shouldn't say pretty to be accepted uh and and versus like what we think now and versus like what's out there now okay okay why are you sounding surprised like I haven't had this conversation with you <laughs> because I, I totally I wanted to text you back because I kind of didn't understand oh. the whole thing, you know. But I'm like, whatever you come up with, I know is going to be great. So I'm rolling along <laughs> with it anyway. But I, so I just thought, you know, instead of the back and forth, I'll just figure out what she's trying to say tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I get I get where you're going because I was thinking beauty. I really didn't know. I really didn't know. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, I'm all right. All right. So, yeah. Am I starting? Are you starting? Starting. Oh, yeah, of course you I always am. Go first. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind that. Uh, that's fine. I, um, I have a, a bad tendency. Like when I try to think of something I want to say and then someone else is talking, I'm going to forget it or I'm going to hold on to it for so long yeah. that I'll, I'll, I'll forget to listen. So, it's totally fine that you, uh, you have me go first. Okay. Um, so okay so for me growing up uh like beauty for me and and in our like our culture at that time like in that decade and the fact that I was I was a white girl was that I was supposed to be extremely skinny like a flat flat stomach 
And um, I was supposed to have like no, you know, no flab on my arms. I'm not a thick girl. Like if you were a white girl and you were called a thick girl, you were fat. Like that was how all the other little white girls saw you. You were a fat girl. And you had to, you know, you had to have like the, I mean, everybody now still has to have like the perfect face, you know, the no, no zits on your face, but also no, like uh, no double chin, no, you know, I mean, you could be a skinny person or I shouldn't even say skinny. You should be, you could be a person that was healthy and of a good weight was athletic. But if you had that little extra bit of fat under your chin, even though you could be full of muscle, you were fat girl. Like it was that picky and my friends weren't like that. I mean, they were not those type of girls like that were thinking that I had um, two friends that in high school were bigger than me and they were not fat by any means, but they were just um, thicker. Like their bodies were just thicker. They got muscle that I could never get. And they like, if they work out, you could see it and they would tone and their thighs would get full of muscle and their butts would get full of muscle. Like they they would get in good shape, but because they were stunned on, you know, you couldn't look like that. Like if you looked like that when I was going to school, you were trying to look like a black girl. Like that was how it was in my school was that you were trying to look like a black girl because the black girls are the ones that had the thicker thighs and had like the more muscular body frames in my school. Not saying that that's how every black person's ever made, but it was just that if you stood, you know, a lot of us next to a lot of black girls in our school, they were, they could be athletic. I mean, they could be the perfect body shape, but they were, their waist was wider than ours. You know, their thighs were wider than ours and it was fine for them. But if you were white, you couldn't look like that. If you were a white girl, you couldn't look like that. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's very interesting. What about you? I don't remember. I don't remember anything like that I don't remember I don't know I, I would say that in my school um, I went to school with all the rich and uppity you know kids uh, you know I went to school with like the the um, the governor's children and the doctor your OBGYN I was going to school with their children like I was you know, going to school with those type of people, the type of people who pulled in with, uh, we had a pair of twins that went to our school and they had matching BMWs, you know, that kind of shit. So it was almost like if I had to say any kind of, I don't remember anything like you just said, and I don't know if it's just because it wasn't there or if I just don't remember it, but I know wearing, like having the, the in styles was a thing, mm -hmm. you know, and if you didn't, it really showed where you were from or what you had because everybody was always wearing, you know, the brand new starter oh, jacket. Oh, yeah, starter jackets were a big deal. The hip, uh, you know, tennis shoes, whatever that was. And, uh, in know, my whatever. school, it was, if you were, again, like, we were separated. Like, it was no joke. In 1998, we had separation, even though we all went to the same school. It was like the white girls and the white guys, you couldn't wear filas. Filas were for the black girls and for the black guys. And when my sister went to school, she was eight years older than me. She loved filas. Like that was all she ever wore. I never got into them. But when I got to the high school after her, I couldn't have worn those. Like, I mean, they'd beat the shit out of me. Like I was not allowed to wear filas. Yeah. 
Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't remember anything like that. As a matter of fact, I think some of the white people dress more, if you got to do it by black stereotype, dress more black than, than, than the black people did. Um, that, you know, back then they were oh, called yeah. wiggers because you wanted to be a you wanted to be a white nigger, yeah. I guess. That's what I, yeah, you know what? When I was growing up, that. I didn't even know that's what that stood for. I had no idea. Like, I just knew it was a slang word. You know, like, it was just a word that I heard, and I right. never tried to figure out what it stood for, what it meant, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you didn't go around like, no. Whoa! I mean, I Whoa! guess I used to say it about people like, oh, she's that, but now I can't even say it. Like, now I'm like, Mm-mm, nah, uh-uh. That's like, that's, you don't say that. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, I I wasn't. I was not never the pretty girl in school, or you know anything to, close to that. I got made made fun of a lot for my nose because I have a big nose. I have big everything. I have big eyes, big nose, big mouth. Like I mean, they did it big when they came to me, baby. Okay. <laughs> and I got made fun of for that, and it kind of made me feel like. I wasn't as attractive as everybody else, but I just feel like that was a certain time in my life, you know, like I was in high school. I don't feel like that anymore. I feel like now my features set me apart from everybody else, which I thoroughly right. appreciate. But at that time, I didn't, I could not understand or, or it didn't make sense to me, like why your nose is better than mine or, right. you know, I, I didn't get it didn't understand i just thought people were assholes which they were so yeah no that's that's completely they were they were i was uh, i was oh gosh like bullied like crazy i mean i had when i was first going to school like i had these crazy thick glasses which are totally in now and i can't tell you how pissed it makes me like yeah that's like the thing now and i oh my gosh i got tortured for the glasses that it's not like i chose to wear them it's not like if i was given a choice i just said hell yeah let me put these big coke bottle glasses on and wear them around but I mean, I was, God, I was bullied. I was called every, you know, name you could think of. And then other stuff too, that people would come to me assuming that I was smart because I had glasses, you know, like, can you help me with this? Hey, Stacy, you know how to do this. Can you help me with this test? I, I don't, I don't know how to uh-huh. do that. You don't like, I mean, they would be <laughs> shocked that just because I wore glasses that I wasn't smart. And I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying like I was a complete moron, but I was not one of the smart kids. I was not one of the kids you wanted to go to for help. Right, right. Oh. Um, I was just getting ready to say something, and I think I forgot. Oh, you want to know what my the nickname they gave me for my nose okay. was in school? It's so original, Snuffleupagus. Oh, that was my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, you know, I got the uh, very original names too of Four Eyes and, um, you know, Coke bottles. And I mean, exactly the same crap that they're probably still calling kids today was uh, what I got called and made fun of for. And I mean, I just, I resented everything about going to school. Like, I resented the clicks. And I, like, when I was younger, though, I mean, this is horrible, but just to have been accepted, I would have dropped every one of my, and I say everyone, like I had close, like I had a lot of friends, but I didn't. I had like three or four good friends. I would drop every single one of them just to be accepted, you know, just to not go to school and be terrified of what are they going to do today? What are they going to make fun of today? 
and like I had bad teeth in school and I would try to like, I wouldn't really smile and, you know, somebody noticed and they would mock me for that. And I mean, I got so bullied in school at the end of my 12th grade year that I just, I came home like crying my eyes out. I'm like, I'm not going back. You cannot make me go back. I won't go back. And I just got homeschooled at the end of the year. But I mean, that was also, I told you when we were having like racial wars, people were getting thrown into windows and into cars and they had cops patrolling wow. our uh, cops patrolling our, um, you know, all of our classrooms and our hallways and stuff. And like, it wasn't like that when I first started going to school. So that was a big, you know, that was a big, I mean, I know some people would listen to this and be like, duh, yeah, that was every day for me. And I grew up like that. I didn't grow up like that. And that was like a culture shock for me. Right. I didn't grow up like that either. So, I mean, now, like now I, I still have to, but because I was like conditioned to that, like, I still have to remind myself, like, if I look at somebody who's heavier and not that I, I mean, I don't want to say like, I'm looking at somebody who's heavier and just judging them, but let's just say like, I looked at somebody who's heavier. I have to remind myself that doesn't mean they're unhealthy. Like that person could be running, you know, five miles a day and they really are just a big person. Like that's just, but when we were in school and I assume it was the same for you, I don't know. You could correct me if I'm wrong. If somebody was bigger, they were lazy. They were not in shape. Like they would never have been picked to be like say a cheerleader or the head of the track team or uh, the head of the basketball team. Like if you were fat in their eyes, you were not in shape. You were not healthy. Right, right. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and that, that is true. And, you know, one one time, me and my friend Linda, she is a smoker, and she smokes a lot. And we were outside, and she's tall, skinny, flat stomach, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, mis- I'm curvy, you know, we're totally different in stature. So, we were talking and she said something. She was talking shit. I said, I don't remember what we were talking about. And I was like, I bet I can beat you to that stop sign right there. And then she, and she was like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I dusted her ass, you know. And it, it's because of her lifestyle because she smokes cigarettes and she can't, she can't run. She's so out of shape. She couldn't even barely run to the stop yep. sign. <laughs> but if but if you were just to look at her aesthetically from the outside, you would think, oh, yeah, she's good. She's good in shape. Exactly. You know? No, that's exactly right. Like, I still have to remind myself that if my stomach's not flat, that it doesn't mean I'm fat. I mean, I'll call myself fat all day long because I'm that's so embedded in my brain. I, I know I am not a because to me, fat is so derogatory and fat means that you are unhealthy and you are overweight and you are just, you're not taking care of your body. So that's how I see fat. So I may have some friends or some family members that are overweight, but I don't consider that. I don't consider them a fat, you know, like I just feel like that's such a derogatory term that I, I have a hard time saying it. You know, you might have some extra weight on you. That doesn't make you unhealthy. You know, it doesn't. So I, but it's still conditioned and embedded in me. And the fact that you know, when I was a teenager, I could eat anything and I would gain no weight. I mean, nothing. I didn't matter. I slept. I mean, I was one of those teenagers that just slept all weekend long and, you know, got home from school and would go to sleep. Like I was depressed. So I slept all the time. I slept and I ate and that's all I did. I didn't do anything. I was not active. I was not on any teams in any way. I, 
and I didn't gain a pound, you know, and then I would have my other friends around me that were like, you bitch. Like if I just look at chocolate, you know, I'm, I've got five pounds on me. Yeah. And, and they were, they were active. I mean, I had one friend that was a runner. I had another one that was on, you know, was actually on uh, cross country and could do gymnastics. Like at the drop of the hat, I could be like, Hey, go do a roundabout. I just want to see it. And she hadn't done it for years. She'd just run out and do it. I can't even do a cartwheel. Like I just, but they were they were just bigger than I was and they you know that was one of the only things that anybody ever envied me for was the fact I mean and and I can't say like ever that but ever that I knew of you know growing up I mean I was just not envied for anything I I live I was I did not have money I lived in a very old rundown house I wore glasses I had bad teeth I like the only thing that I was envied for was my skinniness so when and it was just natural. I didn't do anything. You know, I didn't deserve any envy for it. But as I got older right. <laughs> and I started actually putting on some weight because, you know, your body changes. It was so hard. It's still so hard to accept that I'm I'm not fat. I'm not overweight. And I'm healthier now than I ever was, you know, 20 and 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So. So what, you're, because you're thicker? Yeah, is that what yeah. You mean? I mean, I actually have boobs and a butt now and I don't have a flat stomach anymore. <laughs> That's right. I'm over. I told you I was over there singing Lizzo. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm a sick girl. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not like that at all. I am not. For again, for that old terminology that I grew up with, for a white girl, yeah, I'm kind of a thick girl. But you put me up against anybody else that this day and age, what's considered healthy, what's not considered fat. I'm not, I'm not thick. I don't have cute curves and I don't have, you know, I've got hips, but I don't have the cute butt to back it up with. <laughs> yeah. Me either girl. Somebody told, I saw this meme that said, um, you got a long back. That's yep, me. I got a long back. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing I, as far as, I guess, if you want to put that under the category of beauty and that I was also made fun of because I had a white girl's ass. Yep, that's, I definitely had a white girl's ass and my two friends didn't, you know, and they would get, I mean, we would be walking down the street and guys would be just yelling at them like, hey girl, check that ass up, like come holla at me and they they would be like, not you though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that would be me, not you, we're good on you. (laughs) My party is definitely all in the time. Exactly, (laughs) yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just funny, you know, the stuff that, like, and I don't mean to get all deep in it, but the stuff that, like, society, just whatever's in is what you feel like you have to be and what the the rest of the people in your social circle make you feel like you have to be. You know, I mean, I had one of my best friends was thrown up and taken amphetamines before they were um, uh, sent, you know, before they were illegal just to try to lose weight. I mean, taking Ipecac and amphetamines and making herself sick as shit just so that she could drop a few pounds quick. Oh, wow. So. Wow. Yeah. I definitely try to instill in my children that when you meet another human being, they are who they are, period. Like, it doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter if their face is deformed. It doesn't matter if they don't have any arms. It doesn't, none of that matters. The character and the content of their heart and their soul is what matters. 
So I at least have to say, I know you were tortured and I was tortured the same um, and we didn't go through good things, but I can let you know that I put two people, two year old humans out in this world who won't be the same assholes as the other people. And that's amazing. Like that, the fact that you would even think to, you know, like so many people wouldn't even think to say that, you know, they wouldn't even think to pull their kids aside and say like, Hey, you know what? You need to accept everybody, you know, for who they are. I mean, my, my mom, did that with me but honestly would she have thought to do it if I wasn't so I mean I was a special needs kid would she have thought to instill that in me would that have even occurred to her like if I didn't grow up being special needs and being bullied would she would she thought to you know would she even thought to to do that for me I I would like to hope in my heart that most people would be like that that most people are teaching those children to be like that. I hope. I hope. And, and they may be and now. I don't feel like it was as big of, like, a thing that people worried about when we were kids. You know, like, I don't feel like you no. heard parents saying, I mean, you might hear a parent reprimand their kid out of embarrassment. You know, like, no, don't say that or don't act like that or you know better than that. But they wouldn't, it, it just wasn't like, hey, if you see this kid in a wheelchair, that's fine. You know, don't stare. You can still be his friend. He can still do whatever you, you know, whatever you can do. Oh God. I have a great story about somebody in a wheelchair. So Xavier was probably five or six years old. And Xavier totally has my personality. He's very outgoing. He has been ever since he was little. He, he, nobody is a stranger to him. He'll talk to anybody. So we were in the grocery store and I had my, my eyes off of him for a freaking second. And I turned back around and well, first of all, there's this lady in a wheelchair and she's got like the, um, the um, oxygen oxygen strapped to her and all that stuff, you know, thing up her nose, all that. And she's got her, it's a remote control wheelchair. So take my eyes off of Xavier for a second. And I turn back around and Xavier's sitting in this lady's lap in her wheelchair. (laughs) wheelchair. Okay. He's sitting on her lap. If you can just envision this, he's got one arm behind her head and he's, and then the other one is on her um, strap thing, the little hose that goes in her nose. And he's like, so what is this for? I'm like, oh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. And I went over there, and, of course, I did the mom thing. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, and she's like, don't apologize for him. She was like, I wish, even if it was an adult, that they would hop in my damn lap and just ask me, what's up with you? Or why do you have that? Instead of staring at me and not saying anything and making me feel like I'm less than anybody else. And uh, she was like, so I appreciate him. She was like, so do you mind if I just continue to answer all his questions? And I just stood there while Xavier answered, I mean, Xavier asked a million and one questions, and she was so happy to answer all of them. That is so awesome, though. I mean, I, I totally, I totally reacted the same way. Like, oh my God, I am so, get off of this person. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> You're just sitting on a stranger's lap, like what? That's amazing, yeah. though. Just the fact that, yeah, he, that you know, he even thought like, "Oh, this is cool." Like, I don't, 
you know, I just want to know what's up. Like, you know what, that was another thing that like, and maybe you could, you know, agree with us or not, not that you could, you know, speak for your whole race, or I could speak for my whole race. But when I was in school, the, for me, the, um, and the way I was, and well, not so much the way I was raised, but a lot of the time, like, I felt like the, the white friends I hung out with were like, they wouldn't ask questions. I don't want to say she wouldn't ask any questions. Like the few black friends growing up and that it just, it never worked out for whatever reason. But like my black friends would be like, I know that sounds horrible, right? Like, I don't want to be like, well, I just didn't have any. <laughs> I don't know why. They just didn't like me. (sighs) They like they would say like, um, "Hey, girl, why do you wear those? Why do you wear those glasses?" You know, like they would just straight up ask, and then I I would tell them, and they would be like, "Oh, like," and then they were cool. Like they really wanted to know like what was up. But if the white people would ask me, it was like they just wanted to make fun. They didn't really want an answer. Like I don't know if that was a thing in your school or if that was just my school, but it was like I had to be really wary of who asked me what because it was it was usually like if as weird as it is if it was one of the the black kids in school asking me why I looked a certain way and I answered them they'd be like all right and they go they go on like they just go do whatever they were gonna do but if a white kid asked me it was so they could mock me in some way like they didn't really care they didn't want an answer they just wanted to get me so that they could make fun of me I don't right. know if, like, that was a thing, like, for you growing up, too, or not. Well, I had a lot of white, I had more white friends than I had black friends because there was barely any black people there. So, but I, what I found is that my white friends never wanted to ask me any cultural questions or, or any questions at all, period. But I, I could tell that they wanted to know, and so I would just educate them on my own. <laughs> See, I needed that. Like, yeah. I had to, I felt like I had to be careful what I asked and what I said. Like, it was like, who the hell are you? Like, you don't know me. You know, you don't get to ask me shit. Like, right. and I wanted to know things. <laughs> All right. Yes. And I, I know they, I know that they, I could tell that they had questions, you know, when it came to like hair or food or certain, you know, thing like, I, I had this <laughs> I had this one friend Linda and she I would like she when she would come over like we would sneak in each other's houses really we, our parents wouldn't let us go do things so we, a lot of times when we were over each other houses when our parents were at work so um, this one my mom worked night shift so we were home a lot alone and um, she came over and there's like a ritual that we do for our hair you know maybe like one to two nights you know a week we might oil our hair our scalp not actually our our hair but oil our scalp or grease our scalp you know depending on what level of moisture that it needs and we uh, I did I wrap my hair and wrapping your hair is pretty much you just comb your hair down all around like you're a mushroom and you just take and keep brushing it around around till it goes around to the crown of your head and then you sleep with this uh you know silk scarf on and why uh, it might it might be a bonnet or anything and that's so your hair doesn't fall out because of our texture of our hair and how it can get dry if it's not taken care of properly and when it it goes against the um this i think the the silk scalp i mean the silk 
scarf would be the same as you have sleeping with a silk pillow so your hair falls out less. It doesn't attach to the threads of like it would on a normal pillowcase. It doesn't attach to and pull your hair out. Okay, like yeah. it does a silk Right. So we wore a silk bonnet. You could get a silk pillowcase, I'd be saying, but it keeps your it keeps your wrap in place if you put a, a scarf or a bonnet on. Well, I came out of the bathroom and she looks at me like, What the fuck is that? Oh yeah, yeah like what is that? obvious eyes like what the hell's going on but never said a word just completely silent about it so i'm like i know you guys don't wear this to go to bed but we wear it to go you know i just educated her like i educated you and but it would be things like that would happen but nobody would ever say anything but me being having the personality that i am i don't care i want to educate you so you know because i feel like when you are less informed then you are dumb so the more that I educate you, I feel like I'm making you a smarter friend. And I want you to do the same to me. Educate me about your lifestyle and your cultures and things that you do. I don't know anything about a fucking watercress salad. What is that? <laughs> I, you know what? It's funny. that is that is, is watercress salad something associated with white people? I've never had a watercress salad. <laughs> I have never gone to anywhere that had any kind of minority minority attached to it and had a watercress salad. Okay, I never I, ever in my I life. I swear that's like for uppity white people, and I'm not. I'm I'm definitely not hanging with the uh, the well-to-do. Why? Right, it looks like a whole bunch of trash put into a bowl. I'm, I'm looking it up. Honestly, God, I don't even. I mean, I've heard the name. Like I've heard it. I've just never had one before, and I've never even thought to ask what's in it. It should look like. Jello and marshmallows and fruit. Oh no, that's the that's the oh what is that called? That's not watercress. That's um oh my gosh, it has a specific name. It's disgusting. Um I was gonna say that's the name. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> what is watercress then? Where am I getting I'm, that I'm from? Trying, I'm looking it up now. Like I wonder if anybody listening is like, how do you bitches not know watercress? <laughs> <laughs> oh god i was actually just looking oh here we go simple watercress salad from martha stewart let's look at that recipe because i feel like that's gonna be i don't know she hangs a snoop dog though there might be a little something in there um it's it's white wine vinegar salt pepper virgin olive oil and oh watercress is the the main ingredient it's it's the like i don't know if watercress is actually considered an herb or vegetable but that's what it's is it a little white crunchy thing? No, it's it looks kind of like parsley. Like, okay, I'm totally thrown I, off now. What you're talking? Oh my gosh, it makes me so mad that I can't remember what the stuff is called because it has a specific name. And like, I I swear my husband knows what it's called, but he's not here right now. Um, but it, it that's disgusting. What you're talking? That stuff's so nasty. I don't. It is so disgusting. But I'm telling you, I've never ever seen that. Except for with a white person. Yeah, no, that totally is, like, white person food. It absolutely is. And so is, like, um, I feel like so are, like, uh, deviled eggs. Like, I guess that's kind of everybody, but I there's not a single place I go ever that there aren't deviled eggs. Like, that's, I can be guaranteed, no matter what family event I'm at, there's deviled eggs. Oh, yeah, girl. Black people love deviled eggs, too. That's like a thing. You can come down to a restaurant down here and get, order you some deviled eggs. You know what? I don't know of a single restaurant around here that serves them. I mean, maybe like some really high end might have some kind of crazy special 
you know, deviled eggs, but there's there's nothing nothing around here that serves deviled eggs. You know what they love down here too? Just, not to get off topic, but kind of to get off topic. You know what they love down here so much, and I never even tasted or heard of it until I got down here. And a lot of like the um, upscale restaurants sell it. And girl, it, I'm telling you, if you try trashy pimento cheese, it's disgusting. But if you try that good quality pimento cheese, mm, I, you know what? Mm, I've mm. never oh, had it. And I would, I would try it if somebody took me somewhere where I could have it and I know that they vouched for it. Otherwise, I think it, I, well, you know, I hate olives, but I don't know what I think of the pimento part of an olive. So I'd be, I'd give it a go. It's different. It's, it's a taste that you really can't compare to anything else when you eat. You can just, it, pimento cheese is pimento cheese. But I used to, everybody down here loves pimento cheese. What the hell is a big deal? And I, I tried some, but I tried. I got a cheap version first, and I was like, "That's the nastiest crap." And then one of Xavier's friends started working at this upscale restaurant. We went there to eat, and he was like, "You've got to try the pimento cheese." And they do it with like a pita, pita bread, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." And he was like, "You really, really got it." So I tried it, and girl, I ate almost that whole thing <laughs> myself. It was so good. And, you know, that's the difference between. Uh, trying something that's like you, I, you gotta try something. It, that's, it, you, when you try something for the first time, it needs to be a quality. Yeah, you know, it, to me, it's the difference between getting um, a guacamole that's pre-made in the supermarket versus going to an authentic Mexican restaurant and getting guacamole there. Uh, like, like Alfredo yes. sauce out of the, the you making yeah, it out I make, like totally. I make some bomb Alfredo sauce. Do you let me let me ask you do you do you add nutmeg to it? No, I do not. A little paprika. See for me, nutmeg's the that's the that's the key. Like that's what gives it I don't know why, because I don't like nutmeg. I won't put it on anything else. That's the only recipe I'll use nutmeg in. Uh, I have to try that. I don't I don't know what it is about it. It just gives it I don't know. It gives it a different, it's not sweet because that'd be disgusting, but it just gives it like this extra right. kick that I cannot explain, but I've never tried paprika in it, though. I would add a little paprika to it. I just do a little, and to me, I know people say paprika has a taste, and I'm sure that it does to somebody. To me, it, it doesn't. doesn't, and so I just really, like it. I like it for the color, so. I, it doesn't have much flavor to it, to me. Like, I, I would like to make mine have a little bit of spice to it, but my dad cannot handle, I mean, even the most remote, he just can't. So I, I would like to do, I would like to have a little red pepper in there, but I can't do it. What is, you know what, while we're, while we're on this like food topic real quick, like what is some stuff that um, either like, again, like watercress salad, like what is some stuff that you're like, Oh, that's a white person food. Like we don't eat that. Like, is there anything you can think of that you're just like, or if you were ever introduced to that you were like, I couldn't believe people ate that. And then I loved it. Fruitcake. Oh, no. oh God, we do. That is our thing, isn't it? Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. All my, all my white friends, like during the holidays, their moms would make fruit cakes and like give them out. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. No, no, just take some. Matter of fact, take a couple. But you take one. I'm thinking, oh lord, like I can't tell these people we don't eat this shit. That's oh, you are so right. My grandma used to make it, and you know what? My grandma, she was a good cook, but uh, that was that was not something. My dad used to love her fruit cake, and I could, I tried, I just. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Fruit. 
one thing that my white friends used to do all the time during the holidays, and I never have seen a black person till till, till today. Like, to, wait, I said that wrong. To till this day, till this day. Okay, to, the, to this day. So till this. Yeah, to this day. Okay, thank you, Stacy. I appreciate it. To this day, I have never seen a black person, besides myself, because I like it, do this. But they do reindeer food during. Oh, do you know I've what that heard is? of reindeer? that, but I can't. You got to tell me what's in it. I can't remember. That's not the. That's not the Chex Mix stuff, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's Chex Mix. It's got um, like M and M's. It's got peanuts. It's got um, there's something that main ingredient that I'm missing. Oh, it's got pretzels, and then they take and cover it in white chocolate. Oh, Girl. that sounds amazing. I, I've had. It I was talking about. Um, have you ever heard what people call dog food? Like I don't know why no, us white people are just like, hey, <laughs> that sounds like a good name, but they call it well, dog food is or dog chow is what they call it. That's um, I don't call it that. I just call it uh, peanut butter checks because I don't I just can't call it dog chow. But um, they take uh, like checks, you know, just not checks mix, just straight up checks, and they'll uh, you put it in um, peanut butter, like mix it in peanut butter in a bowl, and then you. Um, or sometimes they'll do chocolate, or sometimes do chocolate and peanut butter, and then you drop it in a bag of powdered sugar and shake it up. Um. Oh, it's it's good, and it'll last for you know a while, and it's cheap. Um, so I've had I've right. had that a lot. The reindeer stuff, I know I've I know I've seen it. I'm sure I probably tasted it, but I've never made it. Um, it's fat. a big thing that like. I feel like uh, is very different for us when it comes to um, holidays is that every white person I know makes pumpkin pie and every black person I know makes sweet potato pie. You dang all right. <laughs> and it's so yummy. And I have never had it. I've never had sweet potato pie and I want to so bad. I've only never made it because my husband hates sweet potatoes and loves pumpkin pie. Like I, it's okay. I mean, I'll have a bite or two of pumpkin pie, but I don't, I mean, I don't have really any big affinity for it, but he loves it. So for me to ever switch it out would just be blasphemy for him. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this promise to you. When I come up there in a couple months, I am going to bring you a homemade sweet Girl, potato pie. I would be so, my dad and I both would be so, we love sweet potatoes. We just never make them because I, I just, you know, I try to like make something everybody wants. I love sweet potatoes and I want to try sweet potato pie so bad. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get, um, get my mom to make it because she's the one who makes mm-hmm. all the pies. She makes the best sweet potato pie I have ever had in my oh. life in any restaurant, in anybody's home. Um, they had a big, huge thing where they came out with these Patty LaBelle sweet potato pies that like took over the world. Like, oh my God, you know, they're the frozen mm-hmm. section or in the, sometimes in the deli section if they haven't frozen. But, um, and, and I tasted it. I went and I didn't get one that was a frozen. I got one of the ones they have like in the deli section, but still made by Patty LaBelle. And I thought, this is shit. Oh. This, and I told my mom, I was like, you are, you are missing out on money. Because if they, it, it only had to be good because our exactly. name was attached to it. Because other than that, that sweet potato pie, my mom would knock that out the water. <laughs> I am not kidding you. It was like, what? Yeah, I, I'm going to bring oh. you one. You've got to have one. I like pumpkin pie. I've tried pumpkin pie. 
I love sweet potato oh, pie. See, that sounds so good. I'm I'm not a huge like I'm not a huge like pie fan overall. The only pie I really like is cherry. I love cherry pie. <laughs> but I mm, I I have wanted to try it. Do you drink coffee? Do what? Do you drink coffee? You know coffee? what's funny? I, I did up until I got the stomach flu on New Year's Eve and I just haven't been able to you know, like it didn't make me sick or anything, but just like, you know, when you start getting sick, you start remembering and associating the stuff that you had. Yeah. And I the two things I, that I loved that I've not been able to have since uh the thirty first of last year are um coffee and uh, or any type of creamer like none of that um or avocados oh. and i freaking love avocados and i just can't right now oh i don't drink coffee but i do drink tea with cream and i was gonna say when you have it with like a uh, a hot drink like the tea Ooh. or i would impose the coffee Girl, it is so I'm good. I'm sure by then oh, I'll so probably good. be back to it again. I just, you know, like sometimes you just need some time when you've gotten sick like that to just get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. But, we got way off topic. Well, I feel like we kind of were like segueing there. So I just figured, like, I can't. I can't think of anything else. Like, I really did think like deviled eggs were like a the white person thing. I didn't realize that was that was white and black people. Black people eggs too. Uh huh. But we can lay a little fancy and add a whole bunch of stuff. It's almost like you got a, a potato salad and an egg. You know, <laughs> they get real fancy. You know, like sprinkle bacon on top of it and all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. What do you What do you consider uh, a true black people's food? What Please don't say like watermelon, chicken, and grape soda. Say, I'm not gonna say chicken because I. <laughs> Could you like, doesn't the whole world fucking love yes, chicken? Like, Could the world I, without chicken? I'm no. a vegetarian, but I still like like the breading for chicken. You know, like I still. I can still yeah. put that on just about anything. Like I, because I, I don't. A lot of people don't realize when you're not a vegetarian that the seasoning they put on chicken. That's not. There's no chicken in that. Like the seasoning is just seasoning. And I don't know how many people right. I've had say, well, if you like the taste of chicken, why don't you just eat chicken? Well, because I don't want to, but I like the flavor. So <laughs> that seasoning is, but I will say, and this is like, this is just tried and true as far as I'm concerned. White people cannot make fried chicken the way that any of the old school, like grandma, like black people can make. We just don't have it. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. My grandma, like I said, she was a great cook. And I li- when she made fried chicken, I liked it. But if I would go to a friend's house who had a black grandma and she was making that chicken, it was a thousand. You could just smell the difference. It smelled so much better. And I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's all in the seasoning. That you- chicken is a very bland meat. It's, it's just a bland any any meat that you have is just bland. I mean, well, I would say that steak has a little bit more flavor than than turkey or like yeah. chicken does, but it's a bland meat, so it's all in your seasoning. And the other thing that it's all in is clean clean grease and the type of grease that you use. You use a peanut oil. Shit, girl, that's gonna be some beautiful brown crispy chicken right there. You know what? That's that's true. That's true too. That we always used like I think canola. I think is what I grew up with. If I'm remembering right, I forgive me, Grandma, if I've forgotten that wrong. But I think we grew up with canola. Like I'm pretty sure that was the oil that we always had. 
Yeah, see, and like canola oil and vegetable oil, those are like cheaper oils with a lot of saturated fat. And like the uh, the peanut oil is ex- more expensive, but the the return is amazing. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, that no, that makes yeah. total that makes total sense. See, that's just something else. I mean, again, like my grandma cooked hers in a cast iron skillet. She seasoned her cast iron skillet. She kept it up, you know, the way she yeah. was supposed to, but. There was just a difference, you know, like and like I remember when my mom would make uh, fried chicken and she would use cast iron, too. But she just wasn't. And my mom was a pretty good cook. I mean, not not to where my grandma was, but she was a pretty good cook. But that chicken would always come out like like it had a brown skin on it, but it would be greasy. You know, like it didn't come out all crispy. Yeah, yeah it, it just uh-huh. mm-hmm, it wasn't the same. You know, you know what I'm making the cast iron that's banging what? cornbread you know what that's another one my grandma that was how she swore by by making cornbread was you had to yeah. make it in the cast iron girl there is no cornbread like cast iron cornbread i can't Woo. even really remember i didn't eat it when i was younger i eat it now but every i don't make it very often my dad made it a few times and he would make it in the cast iron or every now and then we'd make it in one of the glass dishes but you're right it didn't have the same it didn't cook up the same uh-uh no, that's some good stuff. Okay, so you're not going to say chicken. No. What are you going to say? Well, you say? know what? This was really, it's more seasoning. Like, I remember when I was at work and this one guy that I worked with, and he was a black guy, and he just happened to be talking to somebody, a, a customer that came in, and I just happened to walk through the hallway, and he stopped me and was like, hey, Stacy. He's like, when you make eggs, you, you put salt and pepper in them? And at the time, I didn't. And I was like, no. And he just, they just started laughing to each other. Like, see, that's white people for you. Like, oh mm, you don't. But I, you add eggs with no seasoning? I would always season it afterward if I wanted it. But that was just because I ate really uh, bland. Like, I really did grow up, like, eating really bland food. And I didn't even know that I did. Now, some of that worked out well because, you know, there's, like, natural flavors that I would get that, say, like, my husband wouldn't get. But my husband grew up with more season you know he was like how do you not season stuff like you're supposed to (laughs) so he he honestly has taught me that and taught me uh about different um like heats you know like that was that you know what that's another thing that is something i'm going to tell you definitely separates black people from white people when it comes to cooking most of the time black people are going to season their stuff with some good spice and it's gonna it's gonna have some heat we white people will not be doing that at least not in when I grew up. Maybe now, like times have changed, I guess. But mm-mm. I know we. I have. I have a one, two. I think it's like a six or seven rack uh, seasoning, and my, they're entirely full. Every single rack. That's how many seasonings I have because seasoning is everything when you're cooking. It really is. And I have learned a lot. And I really will say I've learned a lot from, I learned a lot from that guy at work and I learned a lot from his wife and I learned a lot from, even from my husband, just being like, no, that's not, you know, it's not how my grandma did it. So that's not how my mom did it. You know, like they, they just were a little more like, I don't know if I want to say Southern than I was. They were a little more cultured, I guess I should say than I was like, my grandma was a good cook, but there wasn't, I swear to you, we just had salt and pepper in that house growing up and she may have had a few seasonings, but we didn't have like what I have now. Let me tell you the other trick for chicken. I just remember when you start talking about seasoning. The other trick is now you're going to have to finesse this to get it your own way because I can't tell you, I don't have a recipe when it comes to 
seasoning stuff. I just know mm-hmm. how to do it. The other trick for for chicken is to not only season the meat, but season the oh, yeah. flour. Yeah, that was, you know, honest to God, that was something I didn't learn until probably till after I became a vegetarian, you know, because I would still bread a tofu or a whatever craft that I decided that I wanted to use in place of chicken. And like tofu is really bland. You have to season, you've got to season, you got to marinate, like you've got to give it whatever flavor you want it to have. And you can't be stingy with the seasoning. You, if you want it to taste good and you want right. to eat it when it comes out of the oven, you better season it good. Yeah. 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 Sorry. It's sorry. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will. I do want to ask though, have you ever had like good tofu? Like somebody that knew what they were doing, made it for you. I feel like I went to this, um, we have this international, DeKalb International Market here where they have uh, a lot of ethnic cooking. And there was like this Thai kind of place there and they were selling tofu and it was um, deep fried tofu and it was like um, like a teriyaki Mm. tofu. Okay. That was probably the best tofu I've ever had. And I'm not going to say that I was like, it was, it made me happy, but it was, it was the best. It was tolerable. I thought, wow, this has a lot of flavor to it. But I I think that I can't get past the texture Mm -hmm. of tofu is my. No, that's, that's totally, you know, that's totally a, the thing that I've, I've learned about it is that you are supposed to freeze it unfreeze it and then freeze it again and it gives it a much tougher like heartier texture so as long as you've got it seasoned really well and i i love like either pan fried or like deep fried tofu because that's just the best way to have it but you gotta season it you gotta marinate it like it has to have flavor yeah i've heard that frozen thing somewhere else Mm -hmm. too but yeah i don't i mean i don't really know I definitely, I like watermelon. I used to like chicken. I used to like, my husband still calls it grape drink. I used to like grape drink, which would, well, no, Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid's what he called grape drink. That's right. Yeah. Like I, I grew up with all that, you know, grape soda, grape Kool-Aid. Like I didn't, like, I never knew that was a thing until I started going to school that like, oh no, none of my friends, you know, drank a bunch of grape Kool-Aid and, you know, sat around Nate fried chicken like that I don't know that was normal we always had fresh fruit in our house and we always had Kool-Aid and like that was just like my friend's parents were like oh no that has too much sugar you can't have that we were adding like two and three extra cups of sugar <laughs> Kool-Aid <laughs> whoa that's right. that's right I definitely can say you know regardless of the stereotypes if you were to give any black person a well-cooked plate that has fried chicken macaroni cheese green beans and a biscuit or a co- or, or a cornbread you not go i don't really feel like you'll make any of them you unhappy. know what collard greens was another thing that i really liked uh that none of my white friends I, hate I, I i can't really get into them now since i don't eat like i don't eat meat so not being able to season it with you know like with ham or with some kind of like pork just really and you can only for me I could only have them that first night when they were made like when they were hot and they had just come out of the like the um oh god I keep not skillet the the pan you know the um I'm an idiot right now and I can't think of the word but when they had just come out like they were oh god they were mouth-watering they were so good but once they started to cool off or if you didn't eat them right that first night mm, 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 I couldn't have them again 
I don't like the bitter taste of it. A lot of black people, when they cook collard greens, they like to add vinegar to it, which makes it I even worse. I didn't like vinegar in and- mine. No, me either. It, it oh, was okay. always just... Uh, God, I want to say it was chicken stock and, and pork fat, but I could be wrong. I thought the chicken stock was added too, and then it was the like the ham hocks or like the bacon or like whatever you would add in to give it that like pork flavor. Oh, it smelled so good. It tasted so good. But after it started to cool off that first night, like then it was just wasted. Like I it, I just couldn't I couldn't keep eating it. So I don't like collard greens. I don't like. I don't. I've never met a white person who eats chitlins. Oh, uh, my best friend Linda's dad. Who loved him some chitlins. He was all southern like, chit- chitlins, pigs' feet, chicken feet. Like he had big uh, jars of them in in the, yeah. Yeah, in the kitchen full of uh, vinegar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They always want to do some vin. They like pickled mm-hmm. eggs. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yep. the pickled eggs disgusting. too. Yeah, I can't. I don't like pickled stuff. Yeah. I do not like vinegar at all. Like, I mean, I, I can. I know it's in some things I eat. I don't like like salt and vinegar chips. Like, I don't. Uh, vinegar is just not. Uh, uh-uh. not my thing. Well, let me tell. If anybody doesn't know what uh, chitlins are, they are the pig intestine. And when you get them, they usually come in like a bucket or whatever, and you have to clean them. You have to clean them thoroughly to make sure that you have all the shit and stuff mm. off of them. The smell that comes out is just absolutely and utterly disgusting, okay? So a lot of black people love chitlins. Like, that is a big thing in the black community. Well, you always want to make sure that you go to the right house, because if you don't, mm Oh my god. Yeah, that was not something that we ever did in my house, anything I ever knew about in my house. Um, like now they would make, you know, my grandma and dad would eat liver and onions, that was fine, but chitlins was where they would draw the line. They did not they did not fuck around with chitlins. <laughs> it's just disgusting. I couldn't I could never get past the smell of what it smells like when they're cleaning them to be able to eat it. I could never I just could never ever do it. Like never do it. I, I will never no, do it. No, I mean, I, I remember like being told, well, they fry up really good. And, you know, they're, I just, mm, nope, no, couldn't, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah, another thing that I, I want to share that happens in the black community, and I've seen this more than not, I don't think that we know how to cook for like a few people. You should go <laughs> over to my great grandmother's house. I'm serious. You should go over to my great grandmother's house. And she would have a table that sat three on each side and two on the end, okay? So eight people. That entire table was filled with food. And I'm talking about fried chicken, potato salad, collard greens. She's going to have every kind of cake, a strawberry cake, a German chocolate cake, a chocolate cake. She's going to have a pie, a sweet potato pie, an apple pie. I mean, the key lime pie. Everything you want is on this table. And I feel like when black people cook, that's the only way we know how to cook. And I think that we cook like that because I'm like that. My mother was like that. My grandmother was like that. My great-grandmother was like that. So I feel like it's like we it passes it down, and we only know how to cook. That's why they always talk about, you know, all oh, black people love to throw a cookout. We have to. We got to have some people eat all that food. <laughs> you know what? That's, that is 100% accurate, though. You are 100% right because – it was not like that at my house. It's never been like that at my house. You know, like it, 
it's never been my my grandma when she started getting and she may have always been this way and I didn't know it but like when she started getting older she lived with us um actually my parents divorced she moved in with with my dad and then I moved in with my dad so I lived with her until she passed away but she would tell me and this used to annoy me so bad when I was a kid but now I'm exactly like her she would tell me oh if I see too much food on my plate it makes me nauseous I don't I don't want it you know I don't don't put too much food on my plate like I don't want that much and I yeah. am absolutely like that like if I'm greeted now with a big plate of food I mean it looks so good it doesn't make me sick to my stomach it just makes me think I can't eat all that and I get kind of like anxious about it <laughs> yeah I, I feel the same I'm like oh my god I'm gonna be way down I won't be able to move I'm all I'm gonna do is sleep like I can't eat all that food and, and I'm telling you like people love to be like no go ahead eat this try this yes. like I can't I can't like I, I went to dinner the other night. It was me and uh, my two kids and my son's girlfriend. We went to the restaurant that he works at. It's like an upscale restaurant. It's called Copeland. And they have magnificent food. And because Xavier works there, you know, they're being very kind and generous with portions and all this. And every time I turn around, there's big-ass portions coming oh. to the table, just huge. You know? <laughs> and so first came out... Um, they got, oh, what they have? Oh, spinach and artichoke dip with bow tie pasta, okay, like on the side, which fantastic. If you've never tried bow tie pasta, please try it. Uh, the other thing they bought was like uh, buffalo. They were like buffalo. Uh, they looked like they were in an egg roll. So it was like egg roll wrap, but it had like buffalo chicken and stuff in the inside fantastic then they bought uh they had biscuits and then we got chicken parmesan and i just i'm like you i i I literally had to stop after the appetizer and i had to tell her please box this up and my son was like mom you're not even gonna taste it you gotta at least taste one bite and i felt like that one bite was gonna be the bite that took me over (laughs) like please stop no no and he's like mom just take one bite so i took a little I, I mean, I took the most smallest bite that I could take just to taste it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great. And then they had these big, they make all of their baking, they bake everything in house. And so they have big, fluffy, buttery oh, biscuits. And he's like, I love a biscuit, a good biscuit. I know, right? And so he's like, you really just got to take a piece while it's fresh because when you get it home, it won't be like it is now. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I feel like I'm going to fucking Clothes. I, I I know what you're saying. Do you ever feel like saying. you're so full and that if you just even take that one little taste, like your mouth is going to water and then your stomach's going to churn and <laughs> it's just too much? You know what I mean? I don't even, I only like the feeling of, it's almost like, like pot. When I smoke pot, I don't like to get high. Like, I just like to mellow mm-hmm. out. Like, I just like, to just take a little hit and then, you know, it's cool, right? It, I feel, I feel like, I feel like the same way with my food. I don't want to get totally blasted with my food. I just want enough that makes me feel great and okay. And I can continue on with life. I don't want to go lay on a couch or. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm exactly like, like when, when we have Thanksgiving, I'm like, we cannot eat. I don't, is this also like a white person thing where they're like, hey, come over for dinner at one o'clock. Why? 
I don't know. I think I would prefer to come earlier because if I come later, I feel like I'm going to eat and go right to sleep. And I really don't like but that. I don't want, if I eat that much food at lunchtime, I'm going to be so sick. Oh, yeah. And like everybody's laying around, football's on. I hate football. So football's on and everybody's laying yeah. around and falling asleep. And I'm just like, well, now I got to clean all this shit up. And then I have nothing to do. Like for me, you know, I have dinner, oh. I have my night routine and I go to bed so like whenever we have um, whenever we have holidays, I'm I'm so stressed by the the time. I'm just like, please don't make me eat at like two in the afternoon. Any time between one and four, I can't do it. If you can, if you can hit me up yeah. at five, that's still early, but I'll take it. I'll take five o'clock. I think that I have to agree with you on that time thing because I would think that when when I used to live back home and on Thanksgiving after I got older and I used to bounce around in my friend's house and stuff and they were like, well, come by and get a plate and they were eating at like 11 yes. or 12. Like, what is wrong with or, you? Like, y'all, y'all are eating dinner like Thanksgiving that early? Like, dang. And I, I have to say, we start a little early. We might start around three or four, but we're lit, we're, we're going – it's going for at least four or five See, hours. That, again, that's different because that's like that's not how it is, you know, with us when we do. I, and I'm not saying us as far as white people. I'm just saying us as far as my family is concerned. Was it was right, just like right. we? I mean, we'd have a ton of food. Well, a ton of food, us, <laughs> and then we'd be done. You know, we'd have it'd be like a half an hour, and you're done, and now you're plating everything up. Well, what the hell are you supposed to do? Like your stomach feels all funky because you've eaten all this heavy food you wouldn't usually eat at this time of day. I I can't. I just can't. Let me tell you, three years ago, I did, uh, we did Thanksgiving at our house. 17 members of our family came and they all stayed at our house. Not just eight, they stayed at our house. So I had to figure out how am I going to set this up to where it can accommodate everybody and not drive me flipping nuts, right? So we set it up buffet style. We had we had all the stuff from our wedding because our wedding was, um, you were Claiborne yeah. downtown? Well, Dylan was a, a sous chef at Claiborne's and Claiborne's catered our wedding and they gave us all the things that, oh, all that the was food awesome. and stuff was there. Yeah, so that we had all of that stuff and we've kept it for years. And so we did like a buffet style for, um, for Thanksgiving with the back porch we set up with coolers and everything so because it was you know it's cold in yeah. November well somewhat in somewhat in Georgia but we put all the coolers and ice and everything so we had one cooler of water one cooler soda one cooler beer um, we had a, a, a table full of like dessert stuff we had a table full of like you know biting stuff like um you know uh, vegetables fruit crackers cheese like the little stuff like that we literally had that stuff out and i had everything i got covers for everything um and we had we set that up we started eating around three and we literally everybody's picking off everything like Mm -hmm. all the way through the night see that's that's the way to do it and that's i mean i can't say that we haven't ever had any more more so on rick's side where we've had family members that have done stuff like that you know where they just set it up like everybody come over come over whenever you want we'll be going till midnight or we'll be going till three or what you know whatever I'm just not built for that like my anxiety would be I I couldn't which when you were talking about people coming over like oftentimes it's just his parents that come and sometimes some of his other family will you know say like hey you know what are you guys doing And I'm like no we are not the house Mm -mm. we're not the house that you're gonna stop by and hang out at we are not them (laughs) 
Well, you know why I usually, I haven't in a while, and that's like, I just this past Thanksgiving, I think on another podcast, I mentioned that I had planned a Thanksgiving, and, and I did a, for the the riverboat cruise in yeah. Savannah, I planned for everybody, we all met, I, I made invitations up, sent those out, everybody meet there, I, you know, kind of find a hotel for everybody, and I collected all the money and paid for it, so, because that was a lot easier for me, instead of cooking and cleaning, and you know, everybody, but the main reason why I always, um, try to be that house is because everybody has animals and I can't go to anybody oh, that's else's true. house. Like that. Yeah, that, that is, that's absolutely true. And I didn't think about that. And well, you know what, but that's uh, honestly enough, ironically enough, that's part of the reason I don't want to be that house because I do have animals and they're not, they're not any more social than I am. So it's just like, I have to, I have to find, you know, I've got to get the kennels out that we never have anymore. And I've got to lock the dogs up. All the dogs are barking. They're losing their mind because they don't understand. You know, it's not like, they're just like, why are all these people in my house? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And people don't realize like that'll, that messes them up as much as it messes me up. Like just that kind of like switch to their routine. And if I really enjoyed doing it, then it would be different, you know, and, and they would learn to just deal with it. But I don't I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to be I am not the hostess with the mostest. I don't want to be it. <laughs> I, I know one of my friends in Virginia keeps saying, come to she at this house. Like, maybe it's like two years ago. She's super proud of it. She wants to show me her house. And it's beautiful. I've seen the pictures, the pool, everything. If she has an uh, animal, loves her animal, of course. And so she keeps saying, come stay with me, come stay with me. I'll clean up, blah, blah. And she says that she will house her dog, you know, like, you know. And I can't go stay with her because I feel bad thinking, I feel like I'm the one that's making that happen. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel bad thinking it's my fault, you know. And so I just haven't. She's like, it's okay. It'll be all right. It's only, you know, it's only for a day or two. And I'm just like, still, I don't want somebody to have to cage their animal up for me. I feel well, bad. That and, I mean, you can't, like, my sister, before she passed away, she had some of the worst, like, cat was, was her thing. She was so severely allergic to cats. But just in general, animals would kind of set her off. Not like you. I mean, it wasn't nearly the same. She had a dog. Um, but she also couldn't handle dust. Let me tell you what, in our house, the, the dusting, is, it rarely happens. There, there is dust outlined <laughs> because I have, I have eye issues and I can't handle the dust very well. And if I don't tell my husband to do it, he's not going to do it. And so I just don't think about it. If I'm not, it's not part of my routine. I don't think about it. So, but like, she couldn't you know I don't care how much we dusted and cleaned before she came she was still having allergic reactions because you can clean all you want but like the pet dander is still there the dust is still there like you can't just it's not going to disappear just because you cleaned your house right right exactly um yeah I just feel bad I feel bad about that but yeah that's the most time most of the time the reason why I offer my house not because I necessarily want to do it all the time. Um, and I'm like you, especially since I've gotten older, my anxiety has gotten way high. And I don't really understand why I would love to know why, but it's gotten progressively worse every year I get older. Um, so that makes me plan things out other places. So it's almost like I don't have to deal with it, but it's, still getting done because ultimately I do love my family and I want to spend time with them. But unfortunately I can't spend time with them in their, in their right. home. So yeah. 
Well, I think that's probably about it. We should probably wrap up at an hour and 10 minutes. (laughs) You know what I want to say? I want to say this quick. I want to say that I don't know how long this podcast is going to last. I don't know if it's going to last forever or or if we're going to end just randomly one day. But if it ever ends, I want to have weekly conversations with you. I'm all about that. It is so funny that you say that today because I was just thinking earlier I was like, gosh, you know, I wonder how long we'll keep up with this if our, you know, just like in passing in the back of my mind as I'm getting ready to go run some errands this morning. Like, I was like, you know, I wonder how long it'll keep going. I wonder like, um, you know, if, if we'll both get too busy, if we won't be able to make our schedules meet, you know, later on. And I was like, gosh, you know, I'm really going to be sad because I get such anxiety talking on the phone for no reason, you know, like there's no reason at all for me to get that way. And like when I get off the phone, I'm fine. You know, it's not like that. But I had the first few podcasts, like I would get such anxiety before I would send you like the request for us to have the the podcast because I was just like, I'm going to mess up or I'm going to say something stupid or like I'm going to somehow offend somebody, you know, not necessarily you, but just I'm going to say whatever, something dumb or I'm not going to be able to get my words out. And, and it would like, but then it started turning into something that I looked forward to. And that's why I was like, I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting that we have podcasts. I really want to do it. <laughs> that's the same thing with me. Exactly how you describe is exactly the same emotions I've been going through over here. Like sometimes I get anxiety, like, am I going to be able to say anything? Am I going to be able to talk about what we're talking, you know, whatever, just overthinking yeah. everything. But now I look forward to it and not just, I look forward to doing the podcast. I just look forward to talking to you. And I look forward to talking to you because I feel like you have brought, um, you have brought something different to my life, a different perspective, different views, the way you think about things, the way that um, I love your dialect. I love the way that your brain thinks. And, and now when I talk, now when I think of something, <clears throat> especially perspective. That was one of the reasons why I wanted us to do a podcast on perspective, because when I'll be thinking of something, now I will think of Stacy because Stacy has the most amazing broad perspective of things that I feel like I'm a little bit more closed. And I would think, what would Stacy think? You know, like how would she, if I brought this situation to her, that you bring another light that I don't think that I would ever have. That is so nice. Like I'm all like cheeks red over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because that was so nice. Like that was just like, I felt like I don't even deserve all that type of like praise. Like I don't have anything that anybody else doesn't Oh, have. yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. That's why that one day I called you and I was like, look, I'm going to tell you this and I need you to tell me what you think. And then you, you gave me, you know, when we were talking about the um, when I was blocking my family from social yeah. media and then you gave me your perspective on that. And when you told me that, it, I mean, it literally was like a light bulb. It was like, oh, really? No, you know, like I really didn't think of it that way. And then there's been a couple other times where I brought something to you and you say something. And I'm like, wow. And, and you're right. You know, you're right. But I would have never had that perspective 
And I feel like that's maybe why we need to have people in our lives like you is so we can have another perspective because our perspective is not always the right one. No, that is absolutely true. I, I always, I try really hard to see both sides of everything all the time, but there are times that I'm like, I got to ask somebody else because I think I know, you know, what I think is right, but I may need, I may need to knock down a peg. Like I may need somebody to be like, look, no, that's not how I would see it. And then, you know, but I, I find myself, uh, and and not like, um, you know, I feel like I have to now uh, compliment you, but it's something that I've never really thought to say, um, that I find myself thinking, like, I should learn about that, or I should, I shouldn't just discard that information, because if it was AT, she would be like, well, you know, I want to kind of learn about that. I want to know a little bit more about that. Like, the fact that you're always hunting for information, and I'm so... it's like a good thing though like I'm so closed in my own little bubble that if it's something I don't understand or doesn't pertain to what I'm dealing with at that time oftentimes I'll brush it aside but I lately have found myself being like well you know what take a minute like take a minute and see if you can learn a little bit more about this or about that and I, I wish I could give you an example of something but more than once it has popped in my head where I've been like well, you know what, AT would want to know about that. Like, maybe I should know about that. Like, because you always want to learn so much about everything. And I've never been that open because I just, I've always kind of closed off in my own little space, you know, not wanting to get too close to anybody else that might be too much for my anxious ridden brain. But (laughs) like, (laughs) you, you just want to know so much about so many things that I'm kind of like, I should, I should be a little more open. So you've actually made me kind of be a little bit more open about stuff that I would have originally kind of brushed aside and been like, I don't need to know about that. Or I, and that's not going to interest me. Thank you so much for that. Because you want to know what, I feel like that's one of my most annoying traits <laughs> is that I ask a lot of questions and I want to know everything. And I know from like my, my husband, I know it gets on his nerves because he will come to me and he will say, um, Although I can tell that he's like you, like he has started to adapt some of the, the, the ways that I am about things. He will come to me and he will like, let's say he brings a situation from work, Mm -hmm. you know, he knows as soon as he presents that situation to me now, he knows I am going to ask an abundance (laughs) of questions before I, like, I need to know facts. I need to know, you know, I need to know a whole. I need to know a lot before I can just give you my opinion because there, when it, when you form an opinion, there comes, you know, there comes dates, there comes times, there comes facts, there comes, you know, I need to know a lot. And so he'll say to me, so-and-so, so, this happened at work, da-da-da, this happened at work, da-da-da, this happened at work. I don't know this. I don't know that. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> even ask. I don't know the answer to these questions. And I'm like, well, I cannot... I cannot inform my opinion on, you know, it's not, it's not a full opinion because I don't have everything that I need, but I don't know where I get that from, but I appreciate you saying me, telling me that you, um, you appreciate it because I really feel like to most people it's very annoying, um, the amount of questions that I ask, but I'm not asking them to be annoying. I'm not asking them to, um, pry or anything like that. I am thoroughly asking questions so I could understand exactly the conversation that we had, or if you are looking 
to get an opinion from me or I want to give you the best opinion that I can give you. And as for that, I need to have all the research. See, that's that's so smart, though, because a lot of people won't. They'll just and I'm I'm guilty of doing it, too, where you just side with the person. I mean, there have been times that I've sided with somebody uh, because I felt like that's really all you want from me. Like, I can tell you want to tell me what happened. But you don't ever say anything of, well, I did this wrong or, you know, maybe I did like you don't ever show me there might have been just a tiny spot where you would have been incorrect. Okay, then I can read you and I know that you're telling me you just want me to side with you or you want me to be there. So maybe if I don't even agree with you, I'm not going to tell you that, but I'm going to I'm going to be sympathetic. Like I've just grown to read, you know, what people want. And I put that first, whereas you know, that's our difference. Like I'll put that first a lot of the time, unless somebody straight up, like you will straight up say, I really want you to give me your honest opinion. And then that's where I, I cannot lie for anything. So I wouldn't, but oftentimes <laughs> I feel like I have people that, that would just say, you know, well, let me, let me just vent to you. And then I want to hear what you say. But you really don't though. Like you really just need somebody to, to listen and to say, Hey, it's going to be okay. Or, Hey, I understand why you did such and such. So that's where, that's where we're different. Yeah. Right. Well, I love you. And I am thankful for this podcast. I am thankful for this podcast, but just because I feel like it, it opened doors for me and you personally that I don't feel like would have probably ever been opened on that, on this level. That's totally true. And, yeah, and I appreciate it, and that's why I just wanted to say, even if one day our lives take over and we can't do this podcast and it's, our conversations can't be recorded, I still <laughs> want to have this <laughs> I don't know why that struck me as so funny. Our conversations can't be recorded. <laughs> no, I, I 100%, 100% agree. Like, I absolutely adore talking to you, and I'm so, so appreciative that you reached out to me when I was like, hey, I want to start a podcast, because I honestly never would have even thought hey you know what at and i should do a podcast together and then when you did i was so excited i was so nervous but i was so excited so i'm so so thankful that you did that and i would like to formally ask is it okay if i be your one black friend <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I like you. I, I, you know, I honestly already considered you that, so I'm gonna say yeah. That's gonna be just fine. <laughs> can I be? Can I be one of your millions of white friends that you've had over the years? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think we can end here. It can't get any better than that. <laughs> All right. Talk to you All later. Right. Bye. Bye.